Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Winners of the East London Challenge Cup soon after their formation in 1885. The old Millwall Rovers are now known to their roaring supporters as the Lions. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Octon Millwall. Yoza, 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 welcome to Achtung Millwall, the first Achtung Millwall, dear listener of 2018. Apologies for the recent hiatus, 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 um, various reasons. I, did, I couldn't go to Norwich on New Year's Day and um, couldn't also make last week's game for uh, family reasons. Let's leave it there, family reasons. The catch-all, get, out of, uh, get your into-jail card that catches us all at some point. So apologies, no show since the start of the new year. Um, we're just awaiting Dino standing and the big beat. You can hear the big beat going inside the stadium. It's a cold day. Grey, just slight little bit of sunshine out on the clouds, high above Canary Wharf, as I sit in the, in the West Upper. We're just awaiting the team news with Dino. So we have a little pause whilst the big beat winds down. And here we go with Dino and the team news. This, this day with Dino. Our very own. Our very own. What a, what a delivery. Preston, we're not interested in Preston. I'm going to delay it. I'm going to pause it, dear listeners, okay? Yeah, fuck Preston. This turns to the Lions. Jordan Archer in goal. Meredith. I'm repeating what he says again, all right? I'm sharp. Marlon's back. There's the big news. Tony Cliff starts in midfield. Aiden O'Brien on the wing. Savoy midfield. And Jake obviously in the centre defence. Mystery Tom Elliott back on the bench, the uh, man who's uh, more delicate than the Ming Vars, Vazor Vors, at the, at the Victoria and Albert. Um, 
Now, as I say, I missed the Norwich game and I missed last week's win over Barnsley in the FA Cup third round. We're going to have some reports on both games at half-time today, dear listeners. But uh, at the risk of being a spoiler alert, it was obviously a disappointing result up there at Carrow Road, 2-1 after leading um, 1-0 from uh, Steve Morrison's magnificent goal in the first half. So a very disappointing turnout there by the Lions. And then a bit of a second string 11, would you say, last week against Barnsley, but they've certainly done well enough to put four past the tights. So um, it's back to back to the main selection today, obviously, with Thompson on the bench, who did well last week. On your dimmer, scored last week, also on the bench. Um, both will be champing at the bit to get involved in today's action, but today's lineup is pretty much pretty much as per. I say it's a cold day, wind chill. I think probably is more to the point. The flags are fluttering quite proudly above the docker stand, so it's going to be a bit of a breeze, kind of crossways across the stadium. May favour the Lions in the first half. Acting as weatherman now, as well as pundit and podcaster. Now, first things first, um, best wishes to Dan of Lions TV, who's not been very well. I was surprised to see images of Dan in, in the hospital. He's had quite a, a serious um, uh, bout of illness, and from what I can understand, a good stroke of luck, really, in some respects. Um, but uh, yeah, not very well at the moment. Dan, I know we'll be back at the den very, very shortly, but I just want to send my best wishes to Dan and, uh, and Lions TV. I know they have their critics. I'm not one of them. I, I have a lot of time for Dan and what he does um, and what he's set up and what he's created. So um, I know you'll be listening, Dan, so get well soon, mate. When you're back down the den ASAP. Sounds like Beefa. Roar around the den. It's um, not really high Beefa weather in here today, dear listeners. Very sparse crowd at the moment. We're about five minutes short of kickoff. But nevertheless, it's always summer of 88 in Mr. Pfeiffer's DJ hut upstairs. Here come the teams, dear listeners. Absolutely, I don't know if you've read the uh, magnificent um, review by an American visitor to the QPR game on the uh, 29th of December. It's doing the rounds on the net, you must have seen. If you haven't seen it, I'll give it another reboost on the CPL magazine Twitter feed. Wonderful stuff. Um, a description of his night's um, entertainment. I think it's entertainment, he describes. Uh, against a QPR game, what he uh, couldn't believe the amount of use of the C word. Um, but I think he actually left the premises um, torn between the angel on his shoulder saying he should never come back and the, the devil saying, You've got to come back. And that, I think that's probably sums up the Millwall uh, experience, the duality of the Millwall experience good and evil, yin and yang, eggs and bacon, um, everything all combined in one evening. Um, I'll give him another boost, it's magnificent reading, an American's night at soccer, English soccer. He's doing some kind of um, online blog where he visits all of the major grounds of, of English football, uh, clearly a fan of the game, um, but come, it comes at it from an American perspective, so it's, it's, it's just interesting um, and wonderful reading. Well done to uh, the chap who wrote it. I will stick a link to it in today's show notes, um, just because I mentioned it. Preston North Ends in all in yellow today. Um, their traditional colours obviously white shirts and dark blue shorts. Famous name of uh, English football. Founder members, I believe, of the Football League in 1888. Early champions, were they not the Invincibles, the first Invincibles? They won the league in 1888, unbeaten that season, I believe. Uh, nerds out there, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, a real old school name of, the, of, of English football and um, proud name. Proud Preston. Then's about half full, I'd say, today. I can't see this being a huge crowd here today, but a half full den is more than a match for 99% of clubs, isn't it, dear listener? 
still going to be attacking the away end of the first half. Preston will go at the cold blow lane end in the, in the traditional style. Lions in their huddle. Clad today, obviously, in their dark blue shirts, white shorts, dark blue stockings. Dundee Blue. Dundee Blue. Incidentally, um, I'll do a little piece later on, but I just want to say rest in peace to Lions midfield of the early 90s, John McGlashan, who sadly passed away this week. I will do a little bit on him later on in today's show, dear listener. Here we are for the kickoff, however. Away we go. A little bit of good news from the uh, the Google search I did on the Mill Club News this week. Um, Byron Webster has been given the all-clear to step up his rehabilitation after injury earlier on in the season. Um, Mill defender Byron Webster has been cleared to start training outside, uh, outside training after a visit to his specialist this week. The Lions centre-back is facing about to be fit again sometime during this season. That would be a major, major bonus if we can get Byron fit enough to, to start. We're obviously looking a little bit... Um, down to the bare bones if we take another injury especially in the central defence um, and on that very subject there's rumoured interest, I don't know how much of it's real and how much of it is construction fake news of uh, interest in Tommy Elphick of Aston Villa central defender, I don't know the, the chap personally, not much about him so I won't comment on him, but certainly there's reputed interest of the club being linked to a loan move for Elphick We'll move down the, uh, the left side there by Morris. It, it runs back to the Preston goalkeeper. Elphick's big wages may be a stumbling block. Big wages generally are a stumbling block at, at the den. Um, we'll move back to the midfield. Just through the middle. Can he get control? It was just taken away from him by the five on two and a half minutes there. It's gone for a throw in on the right-hand side. We're going to stay with the action whilst this unfolds. This is Marlon to Wallace. Lovely little... Back heel move there and uh, Marvel just runs it out. Nice try, nice attempt. Artistic. Few big points for artistic merit, as in international Olympic ice skating there, but uh, not in not in the uh, championship. Elphick not getting starts at Astorville at the moment. Steve Bruce talks him up, says, I'm mindful of the fact that a good pro like Tommy wants to play, so we shall see. I have no problems with letting anyone out on loan, he means by that. So let's see how that pans out, whether that's a, a cover story, whether that's actually a real interest in a player I, I don't know I can only go by the uh, London News online blog cross in from Hutchinson ball bounce around still this is going to be Wallace down the right wing no lines recover their their position ball floated in from Wallace towards Gregory almost falls to him early signs of brightness and danger from the Lions four minutes in handball shout from the crowd wins a free kick over on the right hand side there um, coming up towards the fifth minute I don't know if you saw any of the use of the VAR video assisted refereeing um, in any of the televised games I think they had it at Brighton against Crystal Palace the other night I thought it was a pretty much a damp squid um, I'm not sure it really works in the context of football it certainly does work in more stop-start sports such as American football baseball uh, tennis we have um, fits and starts type um, games but in a game that flows such as football I'm not sure it does but so far, damp squid for VAR, in my humble opinion, anyway. I suppose if it awarded us a goal in a critical cup tie, which we wouldn't otherwise have gotten, I might change my view on it. So, um, take me with a big pinch of salt, dear listeners. Comes Preston down our right, the 39 across into the mill penalty, and it's put behind by Marlon. He didn't know there was a guy lurking behind him there, six minutes. So that's going to be a left-sided corner for Preston, their first opportunity to push forward in the game. So it comes, left-sided corner kick, and that's headed away at the near post by Steve Morrison. 
Well, he's on the bench today, but speaking to the uh, South London press yesterday, Lee Gregory reckons that Fred Onyedema has thrown himself into the centre-forward mix at Millwall. Uh, quoted, Lee quoted as saying he's got everything. Um, the Lions have not have seen their striking options depleted with Tomini at Missing, but obviously also on the bench today. Um, a lot of debate about Fred last week. He, he, he was in amongst the goals, um, but also some criticism as ever with, with Fred and his body language and his, his playing style. Um, he actually deals with it a little bit himself on, in the article. He says that's his, his free spirit, like he's a free child, child of the 60s. Kind of Californian um, yoga meditative type is Fred. Sits on the edge of um, the, the kind of California Big Sur cliff tops, awaiting the arrival of the sun god and humming the uh, Coca-Cola song. I'd like to give the world a drink and live in perfect peace and harmony. That is Fred on your dimmer, dear listeners. So next time he puts one over the bar from close, he's a free spirit. Keep it in mind. Eight minutes gone. Lions in possession down at the Preston end. A lot of bodies in front of the ball at the moment. This is all the way back. This is this is Cooper chips it forward, finds Morrison, who heads it down to Gregor inside the box. Can he take a turn? He can. Block shot. Corner mill wall. Right side. Comes towards nine minutes. I've now got a bit a mental image of Fred as a member of the Grateful Dead. Jerry Garcia. Fred on, on bongos, no doubt. And the dead. A dead head. It's going to be the corner on the uh, right side. It's Savile that takes. It's lofted into the middle towards Cooper. Is all over the defender and the free kick awarded against us. Fans of Mad Men will, of course, spot my reference of Don, uh, what's his name, Don Draper's um, final scenes in the that Mad Men series, where he also checks into a hippie commune, um, practices yoga, and, and dreams up the uh, famous Coca-Cola advert in the final scene and that's stuck in my head and it just came out there and then in the context of Fred on your dimmer. how about that 10 minutes mill free kick just inside our own half it's lofted forward by Sean Hutchinson aiming at Steve Morrison it, it takes a ricochet almost falls into the path of Steve Morrison there but uh, hoofed clear in the event by the Preston defence that's gone for a mill throwing right side uh, coming for 12 minutes no clear-cut chances for the Lions, but um, certainly a sense of impending opportunity, whatever that might be. Sounds like something Trump might say, you've got a sense of impending opportunity, a fabulous one, a beautiful one, a big one, best one has ever been. All over the top, defence, finds Lee Gregg on the right-hand side, he just has a, a yard and he couldn't quite get the ball under control there, he's, he's, he's stopped, to, back to goal, this is Wallace on the right-hand side, 12 minutes, all into the mix. Oh, that's still Aidan O'Brien, but wide. So it's a corner, corner. Deflected wide, nice cross in from the middle, into the middle. First chance for the Lions, really, I'd say. That was a nice work by the defender there to put that behind for the corner. Taken quickly. Wallace runs into trouble, does well to win it back. Still in possession, but couldn't, it's finally dispossessed at the last. Jed Wallace, he brings a certain inventiveness to our side. That was a quick corner he took there, and yeah, some will say that was a wasted opportunity, but the inventiveness to take it on and, and try and dribble his way into the box was um, something that would otherwise be missing from our club. There aren't many players like that around in the game, and he's a real asset. How he's managed to um, not hold down a, a place at the likes of Wolves, and, and the, well, he had a reasonable career at uh, Portsmouth, but um, rather a shiftless career to finding his spiritual home here, like so many others do over time. 
it's nice to see the family stand reasonably full. I mean, there's only, there are some empty seats, but the, the majority of the seats uh, are, um, are full up in the family section, I should call it, in the docker stand, kind of far side from where I sit. Um, sometimes for the night games particularly, you can't get kids to the den. It can look a little bit sparse over there. But today's game, it looks fairly, fairly well packed. Um, I'm hoping those are youngsters maybe on school-related trips or um, families that have come out for the day. Because that's where the future lies, dear listeners, isn't it? Getting kids in to watch the Lions. That's, that's how we started. And that's what we've got to ensure happens in the future. Otherwise, our club will surely fade and die. Preston playing a possession game, as so many do. Um, going nowhere at the moment. There's a lot of ball inside their own half. Passing back and forth. Um, breaks down there. This is the Lions. Uh, Savile clipped, in actual fact, in midfield. So, yeah, possession goes nowhere, that kind of style. Halfway through the middle, the middle half. This gives the Lions a chance to break. That's too strongly hit. For, it'd have to be a greyhound to get that, Gregory. He's, he's not done a bad job of chasing it down. The goalkeeper escorts it out for a, a Preston throw. Gregory is ever doing a huge amount of work with his back to goal. That one runs through to the goalkeeper on, on the 20th minute, coming towards the 20th minute. Um, does a huge amount of physical work with the, the, a bigger defender trying to back up on him. Laying the ball off. Does it very, very well. Come towards the 20th minute. So far... No decisive moments in the game. Uh, Lions had a good chance earlier on with Aidan O'Brien, but otherwise not a huge amount to report. Game's a fairly uh, robust contest on a cold day. And again, there's ever a clash of styles. Preston trying to pass the, the ball, the middle getting hold of it and getting it forwards. Same story. Here come Preston. Oh, down the middle is a shot from distance. Bubbled around and... Uh, Archer didn't quite uh, take it well, but it, it's been cleared after a fashion. Lions bring it out and draw a free kick, surely. No. Here come Preston again in that case. On the left, and uh, Wallace will bring away. There's a, a bobbling shot. Archer kind of spilled it slightly. It may have been a difficult one to take. I was reading somewhere, someone reckoned that the modern football is um, lighter. Um, everyone's aware of the impact of concussion modern game so footballs are lighter they move more in, in the air I'm close to the logic of that as we go back to the old petrol station and um, black and white balls used to have when I was a kid that uh, were blow, blown around in the wind Morrison on the, on the right side of the, the area a little ball into the box towards O'Brien who went flying in for a header there Preston claiming a foul it's still in play Meredith tries to get past his man but runs it into trouble sadly good defending by Hutchinson just ran the Long ball out defence, he's run the, the Preston defender wide left, took the complete sting out of the situation. You can hear the applause from the den for that bit of defending. That's kind of under the radar work that we, we praise Hutchinson for. Um, week in, week out, really. He's a little block shot on the edge of the penalty. That's going to go for a Preston corner. 24 minutes, left side. Preston pushing forwards here. This is the 10 on the right side of the middle. Uh, penalty has been pushed rightwards by the defence. They're trying to um, work some space. The eight's trying to do a little bit of double shuffling to derision, as you can hear. Yet more derision as he tries a few more little double moves. Still um, no end product there. There's a lot of possession for uh, Preston, but nothing at the end of it. That's going to be headed clear by Meredith. Back to the yellow shirts, unfortunately. 26 minutes. Little spell of possession for North End. That's run for. That's going to go for... No, it's going to be cleared by Marlon. Incidentally, don't often endorse TV programmes on this show. But I've been watching one called Derry Girls on, um, I think it's BBC Three. I, you have to find it on your Sky panel. Sorry, I don't know which channel it's on. The uh, Mrs H um, put it on last night, and we watched two back-to-back -back episodes. It's it's a strange show. Um, it, is, it is it is by turns um, 
hypnotically it's on the edge of being poor and on the edge of being brilliant it's, it, it reminds me in some respects of Larry David um, set in the in, in Derry or London Derry according to your tastes and I make no comment on my tastes it's called Derry Girls um, very well scripted in my opinion balled in from Meredith on the left hand side there 27 and a half minutes um, and as I say, hypnotic comedy. Um, the construction of the end, end scene in, in the uh, first episode was um, high farce, some brilliant stuff I felt. So, you know, Derry Girls, you'll either love it or you hate it. Um, and that's the best way to be in this world, isn't it? You either love it or you hate it. Blandness is the, is the worst option of the lot. All runs clear. This is Mark, uh, Wallace coming down the right hand side. Little ball into the box. It's just too far in front of uh, Lee Gregory. He had to really chase down a ball that ricocheted off our um, Marlon Romeo there and couldn't really get much control on the cross but the uh, object and the target was right the four's getting a lot of attention from the, the den Gregory gets clattered it falls to Wallace he's got Marlon overlapping on the right side 28 minutes cross clatters into the defender unfortunately the four has a kind of a shaggy kind of um, uh, what from a distance he's got kind of like a sideburns like a 1990s brick pop type of look with a slight hunched gait he's an odd, an odd looking guy um, I think he fancies himself as quite the the, the midfield artiste um, we have to make sure he doesn't show that today obviously but so far he seems to do a lot of trotting around in midfield passing the ball around and trying double shuffles that go nowhere Preston hugging the, the centre line passing the ball backwards and forward along the, along the central line halfway line 31 minutes and then the move breaks down after all that possession the move breaks down and, and Marlon will back to Archer to, to release clearly another team that's um, looking to kill the game by possession and await their one chance Burton style I suppose you'd say so we've got to be careful dear listener this is all very well for me to get on my philosophical high horse but um, if it works and they, they get themselves in front there'll be a hard act to, to break down 32 minutes so a good win for the Lions in the FA Cup over Barnsley 4-1 in the end of course um, little story here on the South London Press website Ben Thompson having more reason than most to hope that Mill have an FA Cup run this season 22 year old seeing um, the FA Cup as his main chance for game time he's had just 39 minutes of championship football this season played well last week by all accounts we'll have oh, sorry Lucas's account later apologies not Harry Lucas Harry did Norwich Lucas did Barnsley for me Real Mill favourite, of course, Ben Thompson. It'd be nice to see him get involved in more, but it's, it's quite difficult to see him breaking into the side at the moment, unless we need maybe a, you know um, something to happen in the last 10 minutes, that kind of situation. Impact player. 34 minutes. Spray out wide. This is Marlon coming down the right wing now. 34 minutes, balled into the middle. Across the box, that's towards Aiden O'Brien, but put behind at the last by the, uh, the defender, but the referee gives a goal kick. Preston breaking forwards, shot from just outside the, the D again, that's always angling away from the middle goal little moment there where um, it looked like it might have gone closer to, but it's probably shooting from too far out, it's, it's always going to be ambitious incidentally I was showing my son-in-law the, uh, well, the prospective son-in-law I suppose he is um, the famous incident with um, Clive Thomas we were looking at the You Are The Ref um, comic strips this is the kind of level of social life I entertain. Um, anyway, we're looking at um, the famous Clive Thomas incident in the 78 World Cup where um, Brazil um, scored in the last second of, of the literally the 45th minute um, against Sweden. It was one all, Brazil needed a win. 
Little free kick there on the edge of the penalty area, about five yards outside the uh, penalty area. Little moment um, head clash there. The ball went in the net, just going back to that Brazilian incident, and Thomas had blown the whistle for the final moment before the ball entered the net, and he disallowed the goal. Famous, famous incident. Um, and I was just saying, you know, what a, what a bizarre decision. And of course, um, my son-in-law pointed out that maybe it was bent. Um, the um, corruption in the, in the Argentine World Cup was, was pretty rife in favour of the home nation, and... Um, I never thought of it. I mean, that's how naive I am, I suppose. I never thought of um, it being an openly uh, bent decision. But um, the benefit of what we now, now know about the game and how it works, then um, who can say? Maybe um, old Clive had an extra bit of, um, you know, little dropsy in his, in, in his dressing room, so to speak. Famous incident. And um, just interesting to watch it again. Anyway, enough of the Welsh Clive the book. 39 minutes, mill free kick. Just to the right of the D. About five yards short of the penalty area. Savile and Wallace standing over it. Wallace is going to take. He floats it. It's going to come towards Morris at the far post. Almost over the head of Gregory at the, at the opposite post. Nicely worked opportunity there, but just an inch too high for Gregory. It's rather scrappy. He's been a scrappy half overall, dear listener. Um, no one really exerting any major control. I suppose Preston would point to the amount of possession they've had, which would be... Um, predominant, I'd, I'd say, the ball out wide right, that's offside. Um, but they've had no real uh, payoff. Lions have had more opportunities, um, but so far nothing decisive. Um, but overall, no, it's, it's been a, a, a winter's day English game of football. You know what I mean by that, don't you? Nice work by Morrison, releases Wallace on the right hand side, little ball into the box, it falls to O'Brien! down the right side and a beautiful little cross into the middle there you go little one short on the right side it falls to Wallace beautiful cross it's, it's back heeled into the path of Aiden O'Brien from close 1-0 Millwall nice work goal that puts the uh, the half to, to rest really no more with deserve we've had more opportunity in the first half because the possession obviously rests with Preston, but that doesn't count on the scoreboard, does it, dear listener? There go Lions again, down the right side is Morrison on the right. He's got a long ball forwards. It finds uh, Gregory, who somehow heads it on into the path of O'Brien. Can't quite get past his man on the left side, unfortunately. Does well to chase it down, wins a, wins a throwing. Or concedes the throwing more properly. 44 minutes. That should open the game out a little bit in the second half. Display of petulance from the eight down there, caught in possession, concedes a throw in and doesn't like the decision and throws it away in the style of a, uh, a Swan Lake ballerina. Denied her, her, her crustless sandwiches in her dressing room. That kind of petulance. Any, any moment now for half time, there is the whistle for the half time break. Lines leading at 1 0. We're going to go now to a little bit of coverage that Harry did for me for the Norwich game, the 2 1 loss at Carrow Road on New Year's Day and then after that we have a little bit of coverage by new voice of the show Lucas Ball big thank you to Lucas for doing a little bit on the 4-1 win over Barnsley in the FA Cup last week Achtung, Mehlball uh, team news has just come out and it's quite a weird middle lineup. I'm, I can't really put it into a formation. I'll read the names. I think the back four picks itself. But uh, 
Other than that, it seems like a bit of an iggledy piggledy mill side. We've got Jordan Archer in goal, left back of James Meredith, two centre halves of Sean Hutchinson and Jake Cooper, and right back Marlon Romeo. Then we've got Williams, Fred, Tunnicliffe, and Savile across the middle. So pick a left midfielder out of them four. And then we've got Morrison and Gregory up front. I presume there's no Wallace either. So you've got, there's no Wallace. So Fred, I'm gonna guess is on the right hand side. I, I don't know who's playing on the left. I guess Wallace is injured because I don't know why you'd get rid of him. Is he on the bench? I'm not too sure. On the subs bench, we've got Martin, Tony Craig, Conor McLaughlin, Twardip, Thompson, Wallace and O'Brien. So, um, yeah, Wallace on the bench, O'Brien off as well. So, Gregory and Morrison up top. So, I was confident before I saw the uh, saw the team line-up, and now I've seen it, I'm sort of... I don't know what to think of that. So, um, yeah, after sort of looking at that line-up and thinking about it, maybe Mill are going to drop 4-4-2 today. I think we're going to go 4-3-3. Three, three. Um, we haven't really got a left midfielder in the side and Fred's definitely not a right winger I don't think he's a striker either as we discussed on the last show but uh, I mean he, I suppose he might be dangerous there um, or less dangerous to ourselves should we say but um, yeah maybe three up front with uh, Gregory Morrison and Fred but uh, we'll see when the teams come out at three o'clock strange things just happened. On the uh, teams have been read out in the stadium, uh, Jake Cooper's gone missing. Um, Christian Malumo has been said that he's played in, in the back four. However, I can't see him out on the pitch. I can only see Jake Cooper. So unless they've got Jake Cooper mixed up with Christian Malumo, I'm quite... Um, I'm quite confused by that. It's a bit of a bit of a weird one. So to uh, confirm, I, I think it's the original Mill lineup that I called out. Um, the original Mill lineup that I read out. I don't think Malumbu's playing. I think Norwich City uh, bald has uh, got that wrong. As a Mill fans expected here today, in what can only be described as a dead Carinus Carrow Road. Um, yeah, really flat. 15 minutes before kickoff. Here we go, waiting for the two teams to come out. The uh, Norwich screen still says it's wrong. Apparently, Christian Malumbu is playing. Definitely isn't. Because uh, I'm cat. It's definitely Jake Cooper in the centre half. But definitely got it wrong. Millwall are playing 4 4 2. Tunnicliffe's playing left hand side. Fred on the right. And Millwall an early corner after under a minute. Good save, Jordan Archer. First time I've said that in a long while. Shot from 25 yards out. He tipped it over. Not going to believe me, but Ryan Tarkiff has been the worst player on the pitch. But he's playing in the wrong position, I'll give him that, but he's been fucking dreadful. It's a bit of a nothing game, I think he's there for Millwall if they want it. Maybe not with the players they've got out there now. If you change it at half time, it'd be better. If we can get a lead before half time, it'd be great. What a goal by Steve Morrison! And the half volley, 35 yards out! What a goal! Ball pads in the middle of the field. Norwich players didn't go to it. Samuel Williams down or a volley from Morrison from 35. Two in two for Morrison. Half time, Mill lead thanks to a fucking goal by Steve Morrison. Straight out of the top draw. I haven't seen it again from your way, and it's down the far end from us. But it's the one that he tries every game. The half volley shot from 35 yards out and lobbed the goalkeeper. I don't think he lobbed the keeper, I think he just beat him for pace. It was a weird, the keeper didn't seem to react, but we'll take it. 
And it's 1 0 Millwall half time. Norwich are back out. Millwall are going to make them wait as per custom. Now, if there's going to be any changes at half time, we'll have a look. I doubt it with the goal coming. I think there would have, might have been if we hadn't scored, but I think the, the goal a minute before half time changed uh, Newhouse's team talk, I'm guessing. So, uh, a more attacking change, I doubt we'll see. I think we'll probably be the same team that finished the first half. But here we go. Coming back out now. I think it's the same. It is going to be the same 11. No changes. 1-1. Five minutes into the second half. Free kick in the opposition. Back post. Beat, beat Morrison. Don't think it was a free kick, but they've been better at the start of the first half. Setting half rather. 62 minutes, it's all Norwich. I don't know what's still needed. Drawing? Uh, yeah, still drawing rather. But it's fucking, we look absolutely fucking dead on our feet to be honest. And I, I don't know what's going on. Tarkiff looks lost on the left hand side. Ball's coming all down the left hand side. Looks fucked. Mill look dead since we're taking Grigory off. I don't know what the idea is in that. Maybe he's carrying a knock. It's the only thing I can think because it's been shit. 2-1 Norwich. Ball played in, slipped in behind the defence, reverse pass, straight into the bottom corner, great goal. Millwall looked flat since we've taken Gregory off. There's nothing, we've just kicked the ball along and it's coming straight back at us. Careful goalkeeper, Gregory. Full time, 2-1 to Norwich. I think a fitter Millwall side, the Millwall side that hadn't played five games in ten days, would have beaten Norwich, I'm being totally honest. I think if there is a bug going around a camp, it showed there was five or six players on the pace, and you can't afford that in this league. I, I thought Millwall at times looked good, the rest of the time they looked well with our... Well, just not themselves, they, they didn't, they often, they puffed at times, but it was hard work. So, you know, we go next week. I think you should rest a lot of players next week. I don't think the cup's the uh, the cup's the most important thing this season. I definitely think maybe starting Swardek, seeing what he can do. Maybe starting a few of the other ones would be would be handy. But other than that, two on the feet and back to Nick. Achtung, Milbal. Right, welcome back to the den. We're here today for Mill versus Barnsley. Lions team has six changes. David Martin starts in goal. McLaughlin, Hutchinson, Cooper, and Craig across the back line. TC captains the side. Uh, Jed, Thompson, Williams, and Onya Dimmer. No, and O'Brien across the midfield with Morrison and Onya Dimmer up front. Archer, Meredith, Gregory, Romeo, Tunnicliffe, Twardek, and Savile all on the bench. Um, the six changes for the Lions, I'm not sure on all of them. Gregory getting a rest is probably a good thing. Um, surprised Jed's, not surprised to see Jed start after he was dropped on Monday, but probably should have started on Monday and then come off the bench today. Oh, you didn't up front. He needs to make an impact today, Fred, because he's had a few poor games recently and there's a lot of people on his back. So, still no Shane Ferguson. Um, thought he might have been back in the squad today, but seemingly still injured. So, got 13 minutes till kickoff and uh, the den is looking rather bare. 22 minutes in here and it's Millwall nil, Barnsley one. Not the best start from the Lions. Uh, look a bit all over the place really. None of them really look that up for it. Tony Craig's not having the best game of his career and Fred's been caught quite lazy a few times and been caught offside at least twice. 
Thompson and Wallace looking the only ones in it and possibly O'Brien. But defence looks shaky. Yeah, Williams has had a poor start as well and uh, not got into their rhythm yet, Mill, but still a long way to go. But it's not looking great so far and Barnsley haven't really used their possession as well as they could. It could be more than what could be yeah, probably be at least three 0 so far if they actually used it well. Millwall one, Barnsley one. Aidan O'Brien with the goal. Good run down the left after a great challenge from Tony Craig. Great. It was a good run from Jed Wallace. Puts the ball across. Fred sort of mishit it. And it's uh, Aidan O'Brien who's there to put it past the Barnsley goalkeeper. Millwall one, Barnsley one. Half time here at the Den. It's Millwall one, Barnsley one. Um, it's not been the best half of football you'll ever see down here, to be honest. Neither side's taking that much control. Mill would have probably been the better side, if anything, especially after they scored. But Barnsley did have the early chances, and Mill were lucky not to be out of it after probably the first 20 minutes. Jed and probably Thompson, the most energetic players for Millwall. Aiden's looked okay, but there's not much to shout about. It's been, I mean... Barnsley have been limited in their chances since that opening phase, but I'm not sure if that's so much a case of Millwall's good defending or horrendous decision-making by the Barnsley forwards. Uh, a couple of times could have played each other in, out wide and got back into the box, but gone for the shots themselves or uh, just hit one. Fred, I have to say, has been largely ineffective. He's just The ball is doing nothing when it gets to him, and he's so unresponsive. Yeah, he can't he can't read the game at all, and he's make he makes the runs, but when he makes the runs, the ball's already gone too far for him to catch up with it. So he does look lazy at times because of that. Uh, the game's been played over Williams's head. He's not really making the same contribution that you'd normally expect him to. I think that's what happens when Gregory comes out the side that we rely a lot more on that ball into Morrison and getting Jed playing off him. I mean, we rely on it anyway. But I think even more so without. Uh, Gregory there with his hold-up play and Tony Craig just does not look match fit at all. He, he's just his decision making is a bit all over the place, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him subbed off towards the end if he keeps on like this because his fitness does not look all there. No changes at half-time for either side. Uh, surprisingly, really for Millwall, I think I'm not would have expected maybe Fred to come off or one of the other youngsters to get a bit of a run out or fringe players 47 minutes gone here and it's Millwall 2 Barnsley 1 long ball was aimed forward towards O'Brien who miscontrolled it the first attempt then got it down and put a lovely ball across the box just evading the defender fell kindly for Thompson who slotted it nicely into the bottom corner Millwall 2 Barnsley 1 red card there for Joe Williams of Barnsley it was a horrendous challenge I think on Jed Wallace Millwall, Williams will take the free kick here but it's uh fell out wide and Morrison will just keep it out there for a minute and put the ball back in oh and it's just over in the middle it's Jake Cooper with a great chance it should have been 3-1 but Millwall 2-1 up here and a man up O'Brien has his second of the game ball forward from Morrison looking for either Onyedimba or him gets headed away by the defender comes out to Wallace I think it was tries a volley from about 40 yards out blocked by the defender and falls kindly for O'Brien who just outside the box puts a lovely finish into the bottom corner 
Millwall 3-1 up here. It's 4-1 four, it's now. Frederick Dimmer gets in on the act. He's managed to just move it away from the goalkeeper and the defender before he was challenged. A left-footed finish into the corner. Millwall 4, Barnsley 1. Chances just like Wembley were a bit premature from the Barnsley fans, you could say. Millwall are through to the forefront of the FA Cup. 4-1 win over Barnsley here. It's uh, goals from Aidan O'Brien, who got two. Fred Onyedimba and Ben Thompson with the other one on his first real start of the season. Discounting the Carabao Cup, of course. League Cup, whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, it's a good performance in the end. Second half, last 20 minutes, Millwall uh, fairly comfortable. Just didn't really look to press forward and get any more goals. And the game was won already. Scored twice after Barnsley had that player sent off, but... It's a comfortable victory in truth, and uh, we await the draw for the fourth round. See who we'll get. Let's hope for a better draw than Barnsley at home, for fuck's sake. Achtung, Milbal. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Few half-time tweets for you, dear listeners. Oliver Weiss says away fans that do the hammer sign across their chest are embarrassing. Must be going on the Preston end, Oliver. I haven't seen it myself. But I'll make you right, mate. It is fucking embarrassing. Ed Castle's half-time thoughts. It's very comfortable so far. It's cold. Preston don't like Blackpool much. Harry Warren posts his 1-0 up. Tunnicliffe is doing fuck all. That's per, says Harry. Chairman of the Tunnicliffe Fan Club, of course. Bill Halfway line refers to uh, David Martin so it's interesting that Harris has been really positive about Martin in the dressing room already seems to be what Calvin Mike Calvin described as one of the governors says uh, Bill Arbuelo and also this is Bill replies he wouldn't, one of the reasons he wouldn't want Tony Craig to go talk of Tony Craig going to South End online um this is Mill likes Craig, I like Craig, one of the old boys who, who runs the dressing room. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's right. Obviously, he's got his um, limitations on the pitch, but he's a Millwall boy, bleeds blue. Um, and who wants to see him go to Southend? He, he may want the game time, I don't know. 
John Kelly says it's not the prettiest of games so far. Glad he had six cans before coming into the den. Just the six, John. You're cutting down, mate. New year, new resolution. And the man in block 11 says there's a pretty big crowd in the family stand. There is. I noticed that, man in block 11. Was there a ticket giveaway or is it the magic of Preston North End at home? Sarcasm. Here come the lines for the second half, dear viewers, dear listeners, well, dear viewers, I've been doing the old YouTube, dear listeners, um, I'm not sure if I'll continue it or what I'll do with it, but I put up the old YouTube channel, I'll stick a link to that on the on the show notes for this one as well, just in case, um, I did a half-time, pre-match half-time, I'll probably do a full-time round-up um, for those that like the video, um, tell me what you think. Cold sitting in, darkness falling, Canary Wolf, lights twinkling, there's construction, construction, construction over there. They want to build around here too, don't they, dear listeners? That's um, 2018's big controversy yet to come. What will become of the new Bermondsey scheme? The Lewisham mayoral elections looming. Will Damien Egan, our, our prospective Labour candidate, will he do the dirty and uh, reinstate? The CPOs, the compulsory purchase orders around the den, as you see. Game's kicked off. Lions will be attacking the Coldblow Lane in the second half. Trust this show to follow developments intimately online. Follow the Twitter feed, the AMS Twitter feed too. And also Acton Mill and all the other outlets that you're going to be seeing develop over Mill over the months ahead. Early break forward for Preston. Um, attempted cross, it was behind everyone from the left-hand side there, from the 37. Still got possession over on the right side, 30 seconds into the second half. A bit more possession, they try and work some space on the edge of the penalty, that's run away by Saville. Little flick head on from Gregory, finds Morrison on the right wing. He tries an ambitious um, shot, stroke, chip. It was so, so wide of the market, rivaled um, Ricardo Fuller's famous effort that hit the, went onto the roof of the stand. Not quite that bad, but it rivaled it. Didn't supersede it. Scored a cheeky goal like that in Norwich, didn't he? Steve Morrison, he's getting cheeky in his old age. I, I find myself getting cheeky in my old age, starting to push my luck a little bit, thinking I can get away with stuff now that I'm past the, uh, the mid-50 point. Should be devilish when I'm in my late 80s, shall I? Third choice goalkeeper Tom King has gone on loan for the rest of the season to Stevenage. Shortly after signing a new 18-month contract, no moments of panic in the Preston defence. They almost released Lee Gregory, as I was telling you about Tom King, going to Stevenage on loan for the remainder of the season. A former England under-17 international, Tom King. I thought he did well for us on the occasions he has played for us. He played, of course, at White Hart Lane. Had six book passed in there, so um, that couldn't have done his confidence much good. But he never really let us down. But I guess with David Martin now as the uh, established second string keeper behind Jordan Archer, there's no real place or opportunity for King here. So good luck to Tom King. Never let us down. Never embarrassed us. Um, wish him well for the remainder of the season, possibly longer still at Stevenage. Here's the four. Made a little forward run there. The Preston have the ball about halfway inside the middle half. They're just stroking it around as they do. 48 minutes. Come towards the 49th minute. That's hoofed clear from the, the cross when it did come. Hoofed clear by Hutchinson. Nice work by Lee Gregory. Chases down the ball. Gets pushed over in the end. Ball is running loose on the right side. Down by the corner flag. And it's to work a free kick by getting pushed over. But real persistent work by Lee Gregory. Um, as ever. 
as we've seen this season, he puts the work in. I know that some criticise his goal-scoring rate, but um, I'm getting bored saying it week in, week out. He does the work, dear listeners, he does the work. Apologies, the cold is starting to set in. It's another cold day, hard day in South Bermondsey. Floodlights full blast, illuminating the, the uh, scene that is the den. It's getting ni nippy. Parky, taters. Taters in the mould. Trying to think of famous Preston games. I think Preston, were they not the team we beat 2 0 to almost win promotion to the Division 1 back in 72? I think it was a final day victory 2 0 over Preston, I believe. Ball running down the right side. Wallace couldn't quite connect with it on to get across in there. I remember Bobby Charlton managing them not very successfully in the early 70s. I think we've beaten 5 1 the season 73 uh, 74, something like that, I believe. I remember uh, Bobby Charlton getting applauded as he came past the, the seats. That cold bow lane, ball into the box there over the mill defence. That's going to run for a north throw in on the left side. 52 minutes. Apologies, my nose is getting snivelling. Apart from that, I can't think of many famous games against Preston North End. A famous club, but not many um, landmark occasions that I can think of. Those are the only two that spring to my mind. Maybe you can correct me, dear listener, but I can't think of many others. As the darkness descends, the crowd starts to get involved. It's that kind of place. Good tackle, Marlon Bra Romeo. Marlon Brando. Marlon Romeo. Nice little chip pass the way, defended by Wallace. The goalkeeper's out very well to clear at the last there. Wallace was making a surging run down the right side, kept it past his man, but the goalkeeper was ahead of the game there. Done very, very well for them, I felt. 55 minutes. But Preston retaining their passing style, 56 minutes. Probably coming out with a little bit more urgency by their standards. They're trying to move the ball forwards. They're trying to be a little bit more physical. We've done another good job today of keeping the pressure up in midfield. Not letting Preston settle on, on their game, their passing style. 37 of a long cross in towards the right side post. Escorted around by Joel Nash. I like one, one might escort your date to a country hop with Hank Williams playing. I watched the movie last night. I've got Hank Williams stuck in my head now. Tom Huddleston playing Hank Williams, the, uh, the American country star. Um, not a particularly enjoyable movie in a funny way. He wasn't a very attractive personality, Hank Williams. I suppose the nearest comparison would be with the Johnny Cash movie where was it, um, Joaquin Phoenix played Cash and did, it, did a, a messianic job of playing Johnny Cash, but I found Huddleston's portrayal of Hank Williams a little cold, dislikable man almost. So um, anyway, I don't know what I'm rattling on about that for. It just suddenly occurred to me. It's on Sky at the moment if you want to watch it. Mill on the break now, a little ball over the top from O'Brien, falls into the path of Chad Wallace on the right side, he's offside, he's offside. Slammed into the goalkeeper in the event, 61 minutes, there was a little moment there where Wallace was released down the right side, looking dangerous. Chad Wallace on the run again, toppled over on the halfway line, crowd on a card, they want him off. Lucky not to get the yellow there, I don't think the referee wants to show him two yellows. Referee slightly bold out there, dear listeners, in my humble opinion. Coming towards the halfway point of the second half. Uh, a second goal would be um, would be nice, just give us a little bit of uh, comfort, a little bit of a gusset in our tight jeans. Well, I'm certainly in control of the game, in my opinion, at this, this halfway stage of the half, but uh, at the same time, with only one goal, you're never quite comfy, are you? 
It's itchy and scratchy. Marlon Romeo there. Morrison brings away now in his winger role. What will he do? He goes for a long, long pass. He picks out Gregory and Nigel gives offside. Offside, offside. Rides will be taking some um, abuse down there. That looks a close decision. Um, the angle I'm at, I couldn't tell you. It, it didn't look offside, but it never does to me. 70 minutes, 20 to go. Lions um, still in control of the game. Certainly uh, Preston trying to um, agitate and to get in amongst us a little bit. Trying to make something happen. They've not looked overly dangerous, but we have to be on our guard. Incidentally, I was proud to um, be able to post online the takings from the CBL magazine annual, the Christmas annual that we did. Uh, we were able to distribute 200 quid each to um, various causes, good causes, NSPCC, St Christopher's, uh, PWR, the uh, Princess of Wales Royal Regiment, various, they're online. Um, also, the, um, the new appearance out, I don't know if you've seen it, there's one as well worth supporting. Uh, a young lady by the name of Isla Caton, um, West Ham family. But nevertheless, this poor young kid needs treatment. She needs to go to the USA for specialist treatment not available here in this country. They're trying to raise a lot of money to get her to um, be able to take the trip to go to the US. I was happy to put 200 quid of our money into it. I hope that we're going to put some more into it as the season goes along, as we do other bits and pieces. Um, great calls, um, worthy, worthy calls. Um, such a shame that kids need to go to the US and the NHS won't cover these costs when you think, well, they do spend their money on. But anyway, there's a different subject. One for the, the politics shows, but Isla Caton, um, more than happy to contribute and proud to, to support the calls, and we will do again in the future. Little ball over the top, this is Gregory from the edge of the penalty that's blasted well wide, it's almost going to hit the corner flag, it's, it's hit the corner flag. <laughs> um, going for a throw in on the far right side, little um, shot from the right side of the penalty area, actually did hit the corner flag, 73 minutes. It's Morrison on the halfway line now, 75 minutes. Little ball through, can Gregory get there? The goalkeeper's gain is very quick out to defend that situation. They must be um, planning for that. Another yard, and Gregory to be on goal there. 76 minutes. Preston Nine just drawn a yellow card, basically for having the ball kicked into his arse. <laughs> he was standing too close to Joe Nash and not giving him a chance to clear the ball. I'm, I'm not too sure on the rules on that. They, I suppose they class that as what used to be ungentlemanly conduct, whether that still exists, I don't know. Um, but anyway, Jordan Arch was trying to clear the ball. The nine was in his way and has got booked for having the ball kicked into his backside. Preston trying to go a little bit more direct now as we come into the last 12 minutes of play. Hopefully it forwards in a way they weren't early on in the game. I suppose they've got little option but to try and move it now. They're a goal down. They haven't looked, their previous stars haven't looked too great, so um, now's the time to start uh, mixing it up a little bit. Preston down the left now, this is the three from the edge of the penalty. It's a ball, 1 0, 1 0, chested in front of 37. Sloppy play by Millwall, that's a, a surge down the left, ball into the box, and the 37 was on the end of it to equalise. 1 0, 79 minutes. He actually chested that in, ball in from the left. He's caught it on the, on the chest. No chance for Archer. One each. That's, that's disappointing. Now they'll probably push on. Ten minutes to go. Both sides will regard that they, could, they should be winning it. Preston will fancy it as well. We'll give them new heart. Ten minutes to go. Crowd dissatisfied with what they're seeing now. We've, we've slightly let them back into the game. That's the three on the left-hand side. The 11's made a bit of a difference as he's come into the game for the 
rather ineffective four it's blasted high over the bar from distance by the by the 12 on 82 minutes Meredith long throw forwards trying to find Gregory wayward passer this will give Preston a chance to break on 83 minutes we should be sick to the pits of our fucking stomach if we let this one go excuse my language it's late 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 it's going to be Fred coming in and Williams coming in 87 minutes good of course from Lee Gregory he's done another sterling job for us today 100% effort from Lee Gregg the 11 now and there's a penalty we don't be conceding this late in the game dear listeners ball into the middle and that's headed clear there is final whistle one all disappointing result that's, that's two points dropped by Millwall really to concede that late in the second half um, scrappy game overall um, Lions should have won it should have been three points for Millwall probably not much more to say in the cold of the den but uh, disappointing end to uh, a hard fought game Millwall won Preston North End won Yes, indeed, a Sunday morning nightmare, dear listeners, as the Lions relinquish a one-goal lead yesterday to Preston, allowing them back into the game late in the first in the second half, which um, was disappointing to say the least. Oddly, however, results in the division generally went our way yesterday, with most of the bottom sides losing. So, as as gutsy as it was to give up that um, that, that one-goal lead. It didn't actually work out so badly. Um, Lions left in 16th position in the Championship League table after that uh, draw yesterday. Seven wins, ten draws, ten losses. Scored 29 and conceded 30, so a minus one, 31 points. Some criticism on the House of Fun from Lord Kitchener regarding um, Harris's choice of words of Lee Gregory being a natural goal scorer. Is he fuck, says Lord Kitch. Um, although he does put in the caveat that it, uh, Lee would be in his team every week. He thinks he's a great player, but he's not a natural goal scorer, says Lord Kitch. Goal scoring is, of course, the uh, the holy grail. And in a division with uh, the kind of wealth that knocks around in it, I'm not sure what we can afford in, in comparison with some of the big boys. I mean, you look at the the resources available to, to Wolves and, and Derby to a degree and look at their goal scored tally by comparison. Wolves top the table um, with 50 goals scored, conceded 20. There's a plus 30 goal difference now. Um, you know, Boxing Day, we, we're holding our own against that team. And, OK, we got beat at Derby. But, um, you know, I'm looking at other, other teams there. Aston Villa in the, in the top six. Cardiff, Bristol, Sheffield United. All of the teams that are um, up at the top of the table with more money than we have. And yet, somehow, we are contending. Now, I, just to go back to the point with, with Lee Gregory, um, he probably does miss more chances than would be... Um, satisfactory for a striker at, at our level but uh, who are we going to afford we don't have any obvious replacement in the side for him Fred when he came in yesterday and by all accounts Fred's um, free-spirited body language in previous games um, you know that doesn't inspire much much confidence so Fred is not the answer um, Twardek well, is untried um, we are at the approaching the business end of the season shortly so the sheer amount of work that Lee Gregory does 
off the ball. I mentioned it in the live piece yesterday. Um, it's mentioned around the around the websites and indeed on Twitter. WhatsApp message from Doug Hume yesterday speaking about the result. He says it felt like two points were dropped. I, I make you right, Doug. I, I felt that way as I left the ground. On reflection and in the cold light of Sunday morning, it doesn't feel quite as disastrous a, a letdown as, as it did yesterday. But um, when you go in front, you know, you want to you close out the game. Doug goes on to say Savile had his worst game of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't wasn't um, you know the, the, to have not pressed on at one nil and and taken control in the second half. We did step back a little bit, allowing Preston back into the game. Um, so yeah, criticism of Savile. It's it's not he's not had a bad season so far, but he certainly was not um, on top form yesterday. Um, Doug felt we had enough chances to make it two 0 and the game was safe. Garrett, for him, Lee Gregory and James Meredith were the best players. Both centre halves were decent. Speaking after the game to the news at Den, Neil Harris described the result as a good point. Um, he says, when you're 1-0 up at half-time and at home, it's disappointing not to get all three points. Make you right there, Neil. But against a competitive side, an aggressive side in the way they press, a team that are going to be in and around the top six at the end of the season, it's a good point. Preston leave yesterday's result in, in 10th position, dear listeners. 41 points. Um, they are, what, two points shy of the... Six promotion spot. Um, I didn't think they looked so great, to be, to be absolutely honest. Um, I thought the aimless passing of the first half, the, the poser at number four in the midfielder that was shuffling back and forth like he was um, in Strictly Come Dancing rather than, you know, a championship football match. I, I, I wasn't impressed by them. That said, when they did come forward with more urgency and perhaps when a little bit more direct, they didn't look such a bad side. I don't see them as top six. I, I, I just didn't see enough in that team to, um, you know, to, to, to be in the challenging at the very top of the table. And yes, I do know they, they, they equalised and got themselves back into a game that was drifting away from them. But really and truly, we should have closed out. A somewhat embittered Neil Harris. I don't know if you can probably describe Neil as ever embittered, but certainly disappointed uh, in the press conference that the Preston should have had a player sent off. And Lee Gregory's goal, which um, was off, shown as offside quite quickly in, in real time, but it should have stood. He was not offside, in Neil's opinion. Criticising the referee, um, Neil says young Ben Pearson for, for Preston should have been sent off because it's an identical situation to Jake Cooper's second yellow card up at Sheffield Wednesday. If you want to look back on YouTube or whatever, it's an identical decision. There is a cover around the ball, but he stopped the player progressing up the pitch. So I don't understand why... Uh, Pearson didn't get the yellow card, a second yellow card in yesterday's game, which would have taken them down to 10 men. And on a tough, harsh day, actually, cold day, harsh day, that would have made a difference. Um, speaking about the Gregory offside, um, Patrick says he scores on a one-to-one. One one. He's clearly three yards onside. Neil Harris has watched it back from two different angles on both our cameras, and he's clearly onside. Two fine margin decisions at one nil can affect the outcome of the game. And they went against us today. Speaking about Preston, um, Neil actually gives him quite a bit of praise. He says, I was public before the game about my admiration for how Preston play and what they do as a club. They're a good role model for teams that come out of League One to follow. They've got some good young players and we had to be at our very best today. Achtung, Mailball. 
player ratings on the News at Den sites. Um, I'm always fascinated by the way this works. I don't know how many people take part on how scientific a, a process it actually is, but certain players always seem to get better marks than others. But anyway, let's, let's go with it. So in goal, Jordan Archer gets 5.7 on average from the News at Den readers. The back line, Jake Cooper, 7.3. Sean Hutchinson, 7.6. Meredith, 6.9. And Marlon, 6.8. I, I, I felt that um, to concede the goal probably was a criticism of the defence yesterday. I know that's harsh, but these are the, the levels that we're judging players by. Um, a little attack down the left side. I felt that Preston made the most of their um, wing options. And when they got to the byline yesterday and crossed the ball back into the danger zone, the, the forward, I'm sure, chested it. And I haven't seen it since. I think I said chested it in in real time. I'll have to see it again in, in, in on the YouTube at some stage. Um, looked like to me it hit him on the chest and put it in from, from point-blank range. But there's a slight criticism there. So the, the good marks for the defence, OK, but, um, you know, um, they, they did concede that goal. So um, why the defenders are getting sevens near enough? And Jordan Archer's getting 5.7, I think, is probably slightly a bias, and of bias amongst the support. Midfield, George Savile, one of his lowest marks I've seen on, on this site, 5.4 on average yesterday. Um, Doug said that he, he didn't like Savile yesterday. Um, it didn't stand out as being that bad for me, but I'm, I'm interested in Ryan Tunnicliffe, 7.2. It didn't stand out for me at all. Harry will like that that point because he's chairman of the Ryan Tunnicliffe fan club. Uh, 7.2 for Tunnicliffe, just 5.4 for Savile? I don't know, don't know. Jed Wallace, 6.6. Um, Jed was Jed yesterday. He does try to um, take the weight of the of the team on his shoulders. Um, a very creative player, but he's in danger of running himself into the ground at times. Um, up front, we're showing as a three-man forward line yesterday on News at Den. Um, Lee Gregory, 7.4. Steve Morrison, 7.3. And the, the usual boo boy, Aidan O'Brien, with just 6.3 by comparison with his two compadres leading him by one that clear point there. On Twitter, Liam O'Connor says it wasn't the greatest performance today, yesterday now. A draw was a fair result. The goal aside, O'Brien was pretty poor and he thought that Preston got a lot of joy down Romeo's side, who wasn't great either, says Liam. Dan Pullen, a shame we couldn't hold on. It was a shame, Dan. But a good point, considering the teams below us all lost. Yes, that was a Brucey Forsyth bonus. Um, this is Millwall. Now that I've calmed down and had a beer, always a critical moment in the evening. This, can I call you this? I don't know. Um, I think it shows how far we've come that we're pissed off we didn't beat a team who are around the playoffs. Um, Thought they worked their nuts off today. The team worked their nuts off. Only Savile looked on the drag, says this is Millwall. Um, Loyal Wall agrees with him. He agrees with the sentiment, but it's still two, drop, two points dropped. They were there for the taking. Yes, they were loyal. Sav and Tunney off the pace in the middle of the park. On to Leeds, says Loyal Wall. Play DJ says it's disappointing. Repeat theme. I'm going to keep saying the same things over and over here. And I Disappointing not to get all three points. Both teams are very similar, says Play DJ. They did come at us more directly, and they did look a little bit more dangerous. Not many teams play that way. Uh, in the end, they were direct. They're far too bad with it too much in the first half, for my tastes, my less-than-refined tastes. Uh, play DJ sees it as a point gained rather than a point lost. Midfield non-existent, he says. Omar Ronain today won't go into the highlights um, package at the end of the season. No, it won't. It was a bit of a scrappy old game overall, Omar. However, two draws against the decent side this season will look good in the end of the, of the day, at the end of the season, in his opinion. Paul Regan 
says we probably have the smallest squad in the league. I think that's right, Paul, and I think that's a factor. But seeing these players give their all is enough. Sir Neil unites him. Sir Neil, well, we salute you with a little lion motif there. And finally, Stephen Jones says, personally, I think that was a very good point. It's frustrating after being ahead for so long, but all of the bottom four lost this afternoon, so it's a point closer to safety. There we are. And finally, I was saddened to read of the death of former Lions midfielder, briefly a Lion, in the early 1990s, John McGlashan. I mentioned it earlier in the show in the live piece. Uh, John McGlashan signed for Millwall in 1990, August 1990, from Montrose of Scotland for 50,000. He's a Scotsman, born in Dundee, a Dundee boy. He was rather affected by injury during his time at the Den. Um, Bruce Rioch signed him um, in that period where we really did play some beautiful football at times under Bruce Rioch. Um, some good players signed as well. And McGlashan was one of those great finds that, that Rioch specialised in so much. Sadly, injury limited him to just 10 starts with eight as a substitute. No goals for McGlashan. Perhaps the high point of his time at Millwall was uh, he was instrumental in a great 3-0 win on the 2nd of February 1991. An away win at Ipswich, 3-0. Goals by Teddy Sheringham, John Goodman and Alex Ray in a fine win. Uh, we came close to um, going up that season in the playoffs in the end, um, losing over two legs to, to Brighton in a game mar- marked by um, strange decision-making by Mick McCarthy. McGlashan, after his career at the Den, went on loan to Fulham, Cambridge, spent some time at Peterborough and Rotherham, where he played 74 times for them towards the late 90s before returning back to his native Scotland for Dundee, Arbroath, Ross and Dundee Violet, um, local side in Dundee. I hadn't realised until I did this little piece that John had also managed the Mill Lionesses during his time at, in London. And he went on to coach uh, in, in Scotland at, at Arbroath and, and Dundee too. Fine midfielder, a very nice bloke. And everyone at the Den is saddened to hear of his passing. So John McGlashan, rest in peace. 3rd of June 1967. Passed away 10th of January 2018, aged just 50. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.